For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Yeshua. From Genesis to Revelation. This is part two of the series. Next, what we're going to see is that Yeshua made a covenant with Abraham. And the way that we're going to see this is we're going to do a cross-reference of Genesis in chapter 17 and verse 1, which says, And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, said in him, I am Almighty God. Almighty God in Hebrew is El Shaddai. So the one that appeared to Abram is called Almighty God or El Shaddai. In describing Yeshua in Revelation in chapter 1, it says in verse 7 that Yeshua at his second coming will come with clouds and every eye will see him. And then it goes on to say about Yeshua that he He's the Alpha and the Omega, or in Hebrew, this would be rendered the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, which is, which was, and which is to come, is the definition of Yahweh, which Yahweh means to be eternally existent. So Yeshua is Alpha and Omega. He's the Aleph and the Tav. He's Yahweh, and he is the Almighty, the Almighty. Almighty. Almighty God is El Shaddai, and it was El Shaddai who appeared to Abram. Paul explicitly states in Galatians in chapter 3 and verse 16 that it was Yeshua who made covenant with Abraham. And in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 16, he quotes from Genesis in chapter 17 and verse 7, as it is written, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and your seed after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you and to your seed after you. Now we go to Galatians in chapter 3 and verse 16 which says now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made he says not seeds as of many but as of one and to your seed which is Messiah then in Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 it says if you are Messiah's then you are Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise whenever you accept Yeshua 
as your Lord and Savior, you enter into a covenant relationship with him. Yeshua is in covenant relationship with Abraham because when you accept Yeshua as the Messiah, you're in covenant relationship with him and he's in covenant relationship with Abraham. Therefore, by being a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah are heirs of what was promised to Abraham. Next, we're going to see how Pharaoh and his army drowned in the Red Sea. In Exodus, in chapter 15 and verse 4, it is written, Pharaoh's chariots and his host has he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. How did Pharaoh and his army drown in the Red Sea? It goes on to say in Exodus chapter 15 verse 6, your right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed in pieces the enemy. It was the right hand who defeated Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. Next, we're going to see that it is Yeshua who was the rock that was with the children of Israel in the wilderness. This is explicitly stated to us once again in the New Testament by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians in chapter 10 and verses 1 through 4, which reads, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. And they were all baptized or immersed unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They did all eat the same spiritual meat. They did all drink the same spiritual drink. So what event is these verses speaking about? It is speaking about the historical Egyptian exodus. And then it goes on to say in 1 Corinthians in chapter 10 verse 4, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Messiah. It was the right hand and the arm that defeated the enemies of the children of Israel in the wilderness. We can see this in Psalm chapter 44 and verse 3 as it is written. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them, but your right hand and your arm because you had favor unto them. What we have seen so far is Yeshua created the heavens and the earth. Yeshua made covenant with Abraham. Yeshua led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Yeshua drowned Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. Yeshua, as we're now going to see, he is the lawgiver and Yeshua is the one that defeated the enemies of the children of Israel in the promised land. From these things, we are seeing Yeshua in the Torah, even as Yeshua himself said in Luke chapter 24 and verse 27 and Luke 24 and verse 44, that the Torah speaks of him. Let's see next 
how Yeshua is the lawgiver. Earlier, we saw from Galatians chapter 3 and verse 16 that it was Yeshua who made covenant with Abraham. Well, if we go back to Genesis in chapter 15 and verse 17, we're going to see how the one that made covenant with Abraham is described. It is written, It came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp passed between the pieces. The one who is making covenant with Abraham is described as a smoky furnace. Now, let's look at how Mount Sinai is being described when the one who is giving the Torah to Moses is present at Mount Sinai and how he is being described. It says in Exodus chapter 19 verse 18, and Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. The one that made covenant with Abraham is described as a smoky furnace. The one that is on Mount Sinai is described as a smoky furnace. By doing the cross reference, we can see that Yeshua is at Mount Sinai. And he is given the Torah at Mount Sinai. Now, it was willed to be given by the Father, but the one that actually executed the will of the Father, that is Yeshua, is the one that is speaking to Moses and is giving the Torah at Mount Sinai. In fact, we have an explicit verse in the New Testament that tells us that Yeshua is the lawgiver. But before I share with you that verse, verse, I'd like to ask you a question because that's a Hebraic way of teaching. Yeshua often made his point to his audience by asking them a question. And the question that I have for you is a very easy and a very simple question. And the question is, who is the one that saves or who is the Savior? Would you not agree with me that it's Yeshua the Messiah? Yeshua saves. Well, that being the case. Now let's look at James in chapter 4 in verse 12, which says, there is one lawgiver who is able to save. The one that is able to save is the lawgiver. Let's look at Hebrews in chapter 12 and verse 24, which says, and to Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. The subject is Yeshua, who is the mediator of the new covenant. It then says in Hebrews 12, 26, whose voice then shook the earth. Whose voice shook the earth? Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. We see from these verses that Yeshua is the lawgiver. Let's look at some additional evidence. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Yeshua said, if you love me, keep my commandments. When Yeshua said the words, love me and keep my commandments, he was making a reference or an allusion to the very first place in the Bible where we see the phrase, love me and keep my commandments. And it's found in the chapter on the giving of the Ten Commandments, which is Exodus in chapter 20. It is found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 6. But let's look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 2 to see who is the one speaking.
speaking, it says, For I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So it is the one that redeemed the children of Israel out of Egypt. And this is what he says in giving the Ten Commandments. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 6, I show mercy, mercy is grace, to thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So when Yeshua said in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments, he is stating that his commandments is the Torah. And in making this statement, he is also proclaiming that he is the lawgiver because it was the lawgiver who originally said the words that I show mercy to thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. If we look at Psalm 103 and verse 17 and also continue on in verse 18 and cross-reference these verses to Exodus chapter 20 and verse 6, which says, mercy is shown to those that love him and keep his commandments or following the Torah. You see, we're human beings and we fail, we sin. And even though we have a heart that wants to love and be obedient to the God of Israel, because of our flesh, we fail. So he needs to show us grace and mercy so that we can repent of our sin, the error of our ways, and to continue to love him and show him our love for him. Psalm 103 verse 17 says, But the mercy of the Lord, mercy is grace. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. From this, we can see that mercy and grace has always been because it's from everlasting to everlasting. Mercy or grace is a characteristic of God himself. So therefore, we don't have a certain period period of time that is the age of grace because his mercy or his grace is from everlasting to everlasting. Now, the greatest expression of the grace or the mercy of our Heavenly Father is sending Yeshua to die on the tree for the forgiveness of our sins and allowing us to be in a covenant relationship with him wherein we can be his people, we can be his bride, and we can spend eternity living with him in his presence wherein he will bestow his love upon us. That is the greatest expression of the mercy or the grace of our Heavenly Father. But his grace or his mercy did not begin when Yeshua died on the tree. We can see in Genesis in chapter 6 and verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Well, in Exodus, in chapter 34, God describes himself, where it says, the Lord passed by before him. This is Exodus in chapter 34 and verse 6. The Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. He describes himself as being merciful and gracious. Mercy or grace is a characteristic of God himself because he has always 
always existed. His grace has always existed. That is why it says in Psalm 103 and verse 17 that his mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Verse 18, to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. Well, that is the same thing of what it said in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 6, that he shows mercy to those that love him and keep his commandments. Psalm 103 verse 17 says, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting to such that remember his commandments and do them. Let's continue on and see how Yeshua is the lawgiver. We're going to begin by looking at Psalm chapter 16 and verse 10, which says, you will not leave my soul in hell, neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. Well, who is this speaking about? It is speaking about Yeshua. In what event is it speaking about? It's speaking about his death and then his resurrection. We can see this because Psalm 16 verse 10 is quoted in Acts in chapter 2 and verse 27. Acts chapter 2 and verse 27, it is written, Because you will not leave my soul in hell, neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. This is speaking about Yeshua because it says in Acts chapter 2 verse 32, This Yeshua has God raised up whereof we are all witnesses. Well, Psalm 16 verse 10 doesn't use the word Yeshua. So how do we understand that it is speaking about Yeshua? Well, it uses in that verse a term or a title for Yeshua. And that term or that title is the Holy One or the Holy One of Israel. Realizing that Yeshua is the Holy One or the Holy One of Israel. Now let's go to Psalm 89 and verse 18, which reads, For the Lord is our defense. The Holy One of Israel is our King. The Holy One of Israel, who is Yeshua, is also our King. Well, is Yeshua referred to as our King or the King of Israel? Yes, He is. In the New Testament, in John, in chapter 1, in verse 47, it is written, Yeshua saw Nathanael coming to him and said, Behold, an Israelite and indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael answered and said to him, how did you know me? Yeshua answered and said, before that Philip called you when you was under the fig tree, I saw you. Now in verse 49, Nathanael answered and said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Yeshua is not only the holy one of Israel, he is the king of Israel as well. Well, the holy one of Israel is not only the king of Israel, but the Holy One of Israel is our Redeemer. Isaiah in chapter 41 and verse 14. Isaiah 41 verse 14. At the end of the verse, it says, I will help you, says the Lord, and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Well, by looking at Titus in chapter 2 and beginning in verse 13, we can see that 
forget, going into verse 14, that Yeshua is our Redeemer. Titus chapter 2 and verse 13, it is written, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Yeshua is our Redeemer. Well, Yeshua, the Holy One of Israel, the King of Israel, the Savior of Israel, and the Redeemer of Israel. He is all of these things. Let's see how he is the Savior of Israel. Isaiah and chapter 43 and verse 3, it says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Yeshua is our Savior. Acts and chapter 13 and verse 23. It is written of this man's seed has God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior, Yeshua. What we are seeing is that Yeshua, he is the Holy One of Israel. He is the King of Israel. He is the Redeemer of Israel. He is the Savior of Israel. Yeshua is Yahweh of hosts, or Yahweh Zavaot is how it is rendered in Hebrew. In Isaiah, in chapter 47 and verse 4, it is written, As for our Redeemer, who is our Redeemer? It's Yeshua. Yahweh of hosts is his name, the Holy One of Israel. The Holy One of Israel is our Redeemer. He is also Yahweh of hosts. Yeshua is referred to as Yahweh of hosts in James in chapter 5 and verse 4. James in chapter 5. 5 and verse 4 it is written, Behold the hire of the labors who has reaped down your fields which is of you kept back by fraud cries and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of Yahweh Zebaot. The Lord of Sabaot is how it is rendered in the King James. So summarizing again, Yeshua is the Holy One of Israel. Yeshua is the King of Israel. Yeshua is the Redeemer of Israel. Yeshua is the Savior of Israel. Yeshua is Yahweh of hosts. And now we're going to connect the titles and terms of Yeshua to see how he is the lawgiver. Isaiah in chapter 5 in verse 24, the last part of the verse says, because they cast away the Torah of Yahweh of hosts, they cast away his Torah and they despise the word of the Holy One of Israel. The Torah is the word of God and they cast away his Torah and they despise his word. It was the word of the Holy One of Israel. So Yeshua is the lawgiver. Let's examine this by looking at Deuteronomy in chapter 33. Deuteronomy chapter 
33 and verse 2, it says, The Lord came from Sinai. So this is speaking of the one that came from Sinai. And the verse goes on to say that he came with ten thousands of saints. Well, who is the one that comes with ten thousands of saints? In the book of Jude, chapter 1 and verse 14, it says the following. Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied unto thee, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. Going back to Deuteronomy in chapter 33 and verse 2, where it says the Lord came from Sinai in verse 3, he loved his people. Well, that's going to conclude part 2 of the series on the subject Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts in order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others. We are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.